0: Today's guest is Gavin Robert McGowan, founder of Interstellar Blends. He's also an expert on dry fasting and a musician and other things. But here we speak about dry fasting and his herbal formulas. Dry fasting is to go without food or water. Um, For the last month, I've been on a protocol uh, as guided by Gavin on uh, basically I haven't been eating or drinking water for the most part for 22 hours a day. I don't think a 22-hour fast is something I want to continue every day going forward, but I certainly might even want to fast more than a day, uh, maybe once or twice a month. I don't think that I hit the trippy level of ketosis that Gavin speaks about and a lot of ketogenic experts speak about, Um, but I definitely felt cleaner. I definitely Whatever body fat I had left was gone. So I do have to say, if you're trying to lose body fat, you want to reduce inflammation. If you notice you get sluggish during the day after you eat, especially just try dry fasting. It's actually not that hard. The discomfort of hunger goes away pretty quickly. It's really a mental thing. Like you don't really feel physical pain. If you have body fat on your belly, you're not going to starve. Like don't say you're starving. Don't call it hangry. It's kind of, it's kind of insulting. I think that people who actually don't have food in the world. To, to blame your mood on stuff like that. Anyway, I'm not going to rant right now. The herbs, I'm for them. With supplements and things like that, it can be hard to tell how it's affecting you, especially if you're talking about mood. I can't like give hard evidence on whether the herbs made me happy or anything like that. But I will say, the herbs definitely made me feel more virile. Speak about that, too, in the episode. Uh, Gavin offered a discount code for 10% off if you go to interstellarblend.com. You can use the discount code RUANDO for 10% off and try the herbs yourself if you want. This is actually part one of a two, two episodes because uh, halfway through we switched uh, to a totally different topic, so I'm going to save that for episode 22. Right now you're listening to episode 021, Gavin Robert McGowan, Dry Fasting and Interstellar Blends. Oh, and the song you're about to hear is the song Pegasus by Gavin's band, Interstellar Transmissions. If you'd like to attend live recordings of future podcasts, go to crowdcast.io slash Rwando, follow me, and you can see all the upcoming episodes. Enjoy the show. All right, we're live. All right, I've been looking forward to this. I've never like really planned for uh, one of these like a month in advance, and just so everyone knows, uh, the reason why it was a month in advance was that uh, you gave me a sample of your herbs, and I've been dry fasting. I... Uh, I mean, every day, but 18 to 22 hours for the last month. And I've been taking your herbs. I'm actually on my second cup ah. blends for today. Um, so I was really interested because like, I'm not trying to lose weight. I already had low body fat. Uh, the main things I was interested in were the longevity uh, piece, reducing inflammation, um, mental clarity, like getting out of brain fog. Uh, the only things I can honestly say for sure is that I didn't lose any muscle mass, which was one of my fears. I felt pretty energized. Not eating for that amount of time was actually pretty easy after like the second day, which was like a fear of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know anything else. I mean, my blood flow also has increased because uh, my girlfriend definitely notices something different. Yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, I I mean, the word I would say is virility. Like I feel like I'm getting better blood flow everywhere. Um, So cool. I guess that's my 30 second rundown of uh, how the month was on your blends.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So the 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 idea behind uh, dry fasting, where it all started, it was uh it was twenty twenty thirteen, and I had just gotten off of a tour with my band, Interstellar Transmissions, and uh, we had a very unique uh, uh, approach of uh, showcasing the music. We basically started a, uh, a like a psychedelic school bus. For instance, we took an old church bus and we turned it into a venue because we knew our music wasn't the type of stuff that was going to be your normal bar stuff where you hear you know. Uh, Tom Petty conference and whatnot. You know, we, we were doing this eclectic, you know, something different. And we knew we needed a different venue for that. So <clears throat> we were on the road for about 11 months. And uh, I was totally sober at the time. I wasn't drinking any alcohol. I wasn't doing anything like that. I was just totally sober. And we were playing six to eight hours a night, really high energy, fast paced, really demanding, physical, mentally, you know, uh, all of it. And uh, man, we were fr- I mean, towards the end of it, I was like, uh, man how the hell do these bands do this without being on drugs you know what i mean I was yeah. like, you know and, and i said like, there's got to be a way to do this naturally where you can feel on your game every day totally on point uh, uh just in the zone you know what i mean at, like just delivering uh at that that epic higher level that an artist needs to be at when they're on stage when they're performing you know what i mean yeah night after night after night you know <clears throat> so i um the drummer fell off the roof of the bus uh, and, and, and shattered his heel, right? So the bus was basically uh, sitting in uh, San Francisco at the time. We were there for, uh, I, I guess, about a month or something like that. And I was there with my girlfriend at the time. And so we decided to do some fasting and this and that. So we were all basically watching the bus. And the rest of the band took off for Christmas and, this and, that, and we were basically watching the bus. And we were moving it from various different spots. And the cops wouldn't mess with us and all this and that. So we did a 14-day coconut water fast, my girlfriend. Okay. And around, you know, like day 10, you reach this epic level of clarity. Your mind goes to this higher level, you know, like this just supreme lucidity kind of thing. And it's really, really just like, wow, you know. And and so that got me into um, how can we tap into higher levels of our being without cheating through drugs you know through, through that type of thing but through natural means and that, that got me into looking into fasting and i started wondering you know what did bruce lee know about what did some of these martial artists these wise men living up on the mountains you know i mean what did the chinese emperors know about what what knowledge do they have regarding herbal knowledge and instead i just i i love to learn things i've uh i i just, i love just uh dissecting and taking things apart and figuring out how things work, right? So mm-hmm. I started researching all these different plants. The first plant I came across was gynostema. They call it the herb of immortality, or jaguin. Uh, it's also called miracle grass, and it comes from a, a specific region in uh, China. And it's this isolated mountain area, and they did a census in the 70s, and they found that there was an abnormal amount of centenarians living past 100, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like 100 years old. Very few of them had gray hair, you know, uh, it, no diabetes, no obesity, no cancer, you know. So yeah. they're like zooming in going, what's going on here? What, what is unique and different about? And, and, and they found out that it wasn't anything with their diet per se. It wasn't really anything that they were doing, but there was a unique herb that grew there, which was genostemma. So that was the very first herb that I came across and we ended up going through Portland and I found a, uh, like a Chinese medicine store. <clears throat> and I walked in there and I asked for the herb and he's like, you're like the second person in two years to come in and you're asking hmm. I'm like, how is it possible nobody knows about this? I mean, this is amazing, you know, like, for uh, uh, anti-diabetic, for, it, it actually, one of the things General Stemma does is it actually increases the strength of, the, of the, the muscle, heart muscle, right? So it doesn't have to pump as hard, right? To get the job done because it increases the strength of it, right so in china they actually give this for people with cardiovascular issues so this was one of the first <clears throat> things i had turned the band on to uh was that they were all loving it you know so, we and- oh,
0: so the whole band did this together
1: well, I, yeah the, the tour ended uh new uh, new orleans super bowl 2013 is when the tour mm-hmm. ended, and you know we had been on the road for you know uh, I think it was 11, 12 months at that time. 11 months, I think, is what it was. So Nathan, the drummer, broke his broke his foot right before Christmas, and then we got back together, getting his foot healed up. And I had done all this time, this research, because I had nothing but time on my hands. Yeah. So I was just doing all this research, learning this different stuff. I, You know, when I was younger, you know, uh, and I think this is an epidemic, you know, I struggled with my own uh, anxiety, uh, stage fright, um, melancholy, depression, brain fog. You know, I wake up in the morning, like, you know, it's like, it's not feeling right. Like there'd be this, yeah. of, I can't get my finger on. There's like, something doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? And this is common. This is all over the world. People are experiencing right. the sensation of not feeling right. And, I, and so I was like, you know, I'm bound and determined to figure out what this is, you know? And if I can figure out a way to tap into um, that natural sense of exuberance, a natural sense of just feeling like yourself, comfortable in your skin, clear, confident on point uh you know what I'm saying? like the real you when everything else is removed you know so i hadn't gotten into the dry fasting yet at this point but um i i came across these herbs called merlin's magical herbal root elixir the guys out of hawaii mm-hmm. so as i was researching all this stuff this is one of the things that popped up so it had about i think 28 or 32 different herbs in it there weren't very many chinese herbs in it but there's like ginseng and burdock root and um, Stragglers, a couple other things. So I, uh, I, I got some for the band, mm-hmm. and so we started drinking this before the shows. And I remember one show; it was the it was the uh, Gem and Mineral show in Tucson, and we are playing at a breakneck speed. I mean, we we're playing fast. I mean, literally, my arm hurt the next day. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're playing. I mean, we're just hauling ass playing, and, and we're all just totally sick. It's all improv- improvisational, super high energy. We're just you know, each is watching out the other doesn't basically improvising off each other. And we finished this one song, and Will, the keyboard player, he gets up and gets on the microphone and says, I want y'all to know I have never played this good in my entire life. Gab gave us these herbs and you he gotta try them. So we beat the whole bus up on these these Merlin's magic herbs, and we knew we were, I knew I was under something, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't it, it it's not the whole,
0: uh, whole band sober. sober.
1: Um well they, they have their own at that time I was sober. Okay. I, I i I imbibe some wine in this and now i'm not a big pot smoker I, I i haven't smoked weed in about 10 years it's not really my thing i like the clarity i don't like anything that fuzzes my brain mm-hmm. i want to be razor sharp you know what i mean so but and i don't want to get into what they are you or not right, right i'm
0: just curious about a, a band that plays psychedelic music
1: so, i mean uh, yeah. the drummer likes to smoke a little weed and this and that and you know what i've been in bands before where uh or worked with musicians before where they like to smoke weed and as soon as they say hi it's like you know the, the, the beast dragon is just like shit's getting all fucked up and like look yeah. if you can't be on point then don't do it you know what I mean so yeah. I play at my best when I'm sober maybe just a little shot of tequila or something like that I, I, I like I like the cactus tequila I like a little bit of that and but you know I don't like being in pair and I don't like being uh you know in zombie mode you know what I mean yeah. but anyways Predominantly sober, and um we had try- we were trying to get from uh Tucson to the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and we had X amount of time to do it. And the bus only goes fifty-five miles an hour. And if you ever try to sleep in a school bus going down the road, it's like constantly—you know—you're just like you know bouncing all over. It's mm-hmm. impossible to sleep. So, so we we had to, we we figured New Orleans Super Bowl. Epic! Let's get the bus to New Orleans. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> we we did everything in our power to get there. There's basically had like we had like zero time to stop. So we we get there, we're just totally fried. Basically, the whole band is fried, and we're all just like totally not in any space to be playing. And that was basically we we, we ended up doing some shows, but basically after that, we all decided to take a break for a while. And after the break, I got back to Austin, and, and you know, I I still was 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 was. Dealing with, um, you know, my own level of like, like um, I don't want to call it anxiety, but that sense, that, un- that unsettled feeling, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. sense of melancholy. It's almost like, I, I guess you call it like battling your inner demons whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I started to get into water fasting and mean, I did a 10-day water fast, just water this time. Mm-hmm. And I remember the band did a show at, I forget the name of it, um, Equinox or something, I forget the name of the show. I hadn't eaten anything in 10 days. And... I am just totally in the zone, flying, my fingers flying, I just feel like I'm just emoting perfectly, everything's exactly the way I want it to be, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, how do we tap into this state all the time? Like, mean, why do we got to fast 10 days to get to this place, you know? So I started researching into what exactly happens with the, the, the physiology of the body when we fast, you know? And we obviously we go into ketosis, right? Then that's part of what the magic is of fasting is when we enter this deep level of ketosis. Now, under when you're doing like low carb or actins or anything like that, you, you can get the little keto sticks and dip it in your urine and look at it. And you usually like get a little pink to like maybe a slight midway. But when you're fasting, you get solid purple. We're talking like deep level mm-hmm. ketosis, right? And I and, and and that I think was part of the magical state that it was tapping into in the brain. You know what I mean? Where it was just it was like this sense of fearlessness. You have like no worries, no concerns, zero anxiety, zero melancholy, zero depression. It's just like your brain is like is like operating at this pristine level. So as soon as I would come back and eat, though, right, and then it's like oh god, It's like you know it's like coming back from coming down from a trip or something, right? And then it's like oh god, there's that 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 gnawing feeling again and that, that sense of uh you, you know what i'm getting at so so my quest was how do we tap into the state all the time i mean what, i mean you're you to people like it's impossible to be happy all the time well why is it possible why i mean if we can figure out we can crack the code then we could could be happy all the time but we just have to figure out exactly it's all cause and effect so if we feel bad there must be something that's causing that feel bad. If we're feeling good, there must be something that's causing we feel good. So all we get is unravel what's doing what, eliminate what we don't want, and we can create the state we want. <clears throat> so um, I was I was uh, working on figuring out how to get into ketosis. Now it takes generally seventy two hours on a water fast to enter ketosis. Most people don't want to feel like crap for seventy two hours to get to the good state. You know what I mean? Right. right? So I figured that okay well if I work out and I lift a bunch of weights and I run and do all this other stuff and all this like activity while well, I'm chugging a bunch of water right that I'll be able to enter ketosis quicker right so I was testing this right and I was testing it I had some other friends a friend, a friend of mine her name is Cora and we were texting each other back and forth we are testing she had a really good uh, scientific mind and we bounce ideas off each other so I, I'm, 30, I'm 30 something hours into a water fast and not no sign of ketosis so I'm like, man, maybe we can't beat Mother Nature. I mean, maybe it's just like, this. it is what it is. We got to go through the pain to get to the good stuff. So she texts me the following week, and she says she's 16 hours into a fast, and she's in ketosis. I'm and like, what? How is this possible? And she's checking it with the other with other urine test? Stuff. Urine test. And, and I'm like, how is this possible? I just tested this. I, I, I said, what have you not done? Or what do you do differently? She says, I said, well, the only thing I haven't done is I haven't drank any water. Huh. What will water have to do with it? What, what on earth is water? And I said, huh, maybe maybe when we pull the water, the body has to get water from somewhere, so it goes to get it from the reserves. Maybe the water's in the fat cells, so it accelerates the process to release the ketone bodies and extract the, the internal water, the metabolic water. I didn't know it was called metabolic water at the time. I said, Cora, I'm going to test this. So I drank some, uh, some Shelegit and I drank some, um, I think I, and some Ginosamite tea before. I hadn't developed the blends yet. Um, mm-hmm. And 16 hours later, no water. Sure enough, I'm in ketosis. So I'm texting, i was like, Cora, I, I, I think we're on to something. I don't think anybody knows about this. I think this is huge. I I don't know exactly how it works yet, but I think we're on to something big. So I start researching fasting without water. Dry fast, there's nothing on it. There's nothing out there. There was one lady, Kelly Colby wrote a, a uh, we and we became friends later on on Facebook. Um I haven't talked to her in a while. Um I think she's down in South America, but she wrote a little thing on dry fast. She was the only thing I could really find on the subject. Mm-hmm. So um I I, I you know it, it, the longer I go, uh, next thing you know, it's like 36 hours in, I am solid purple ketosis you know what i mean and we're texting each other back and forth and i'm kind of like i said i said corey this is like this is insane nobody's gonna believe this shit i haven't drank any water i haven't eaten anything and i feel like a million bucks how is this possible Everybody's gonna think i'm a Malou case you know what i mean and so she's ahead of me she's still going on with her drive fast and she stops hers at 64 hours and i say so i decide to keep going so i start doing some videos on youtube and i start just to demonstrate my strength in this and that at the time i and i started doing like i was doing like pull-ups and this and that just to show how i was still you would think you would think just from everything we've been told that if you were to go without food or water that you'd be falling over dead you know i mean that you'd have no energy and you'd just be totally lethargic and that wasn't at all the case so the evidence, what I was experiencing was completely different than what you would suspect, right? But it's kind of like, how is this possible, you know? So I hadn't quite learned all the scientific lingo of it yet. So I ended up doing four and a half days. I remember I had this extremely vivid dream. And it was like so vivid that it was like I was in an alternate universe. The dream was so real. It was like, you know those dreams where it's just like you you wake up and you weren't sure whether you you're waking up or whether that was the real thing or this was the real thing, you know what I mean? Like the thing with the butterfly and Uh, The Zen Master. Uh, But in the dream, the impression I got was like some kind of higher self or power or whatever it was said, It's time. It's time. You know what I mean? And I I was getting the sensation, I was getting the impression that four and a half days, playing, we've all heard three days and you die, right? Without water. Well, I'm at four and a half days already. I still keep going. I mean, my mouth was very dry and stuff. But I wanted to leave it in the realm of believabilities. I figured if I kept going, it's t- nobody's ever going to buy it anyway you know so i figured let's end it four and a half days and we'll, we'll go from there and so i ended it four and a half days and i you know i experimenting with veganism and all this and that you know and people tell you oh you, you gotta eat clean and if you eat clean you eat vegan this and that and that has to do with you know yada yada so anyway so i was i i, I was experimenting with with veganism that, at that time and as soon as i started eating i feel like crap again and I'm like, it's like, man, what the hell is going on here? Okay, I'm eating everything I'm supposed to be eating. The apples, the, the, the fruit, the, the, the salad, all the vegan, whatever, live stuff I'm supposed to be eating. Why do I feel like crap? What is not? Where's the rubber not hitting the road? You know what I mean? So I launched into another uh, dry fast. And I ended up doing 77 hours that time. And I, and I, and I hit a, a, a peak state, but not quite what I did the first one. So... This then um, led me on this quest to how do we how do we get into this peak state without necessarily having to be in the fast? So I started studying everything that has to do with starvation with animals and longevity and with uh, with fasting with calorie restriction and longevity. So we know we know going back uh, almost 100 years now through calorie restriction we can significantly. Extend the lifespan of flies, fruit flies, mice, worms, whatnot. And I started just delving into what are the mechanics of this longevity process? What happens when we fast when we calorie restrict? And how can we get more of that on a day-by-day basis? How can we make this applicable to all, right? So
0: you were facing a state of consciousness more than anything, right? Like you weren't trying to lose weight you were not trying to fix I, I, a I, health I, issue right
1: i got down to 155 i weigh 200 pounds right now but i got down to 155 when i was doing the dry fasts. when i came off the road with the band i probably weighed about 170 175 you know what i mean so i, I i'm like solid muscle right now i don't yeah. have that on me you know i you uh i'm 63 okay yeah so um so yeah what I, what I was wanting to i mean it's what everybody's looking for is they want to feel good all the time,
0: yeah, yeah I call it perpetual orgasm like it like it's enlightenment, but on that you could feel it, you know, um, I'm actually curious about it because I don't know that I didn't do the p test at all this month, I don't know if I ever actually got into ketosis i didn't i didn't I honestly didn't have that like enlightening feeling, so I don't know maybe I needed to go a few more hours
1: yeah so you would well um yeah go go longer so um. So let's go, through, let's go through what I call the three pillars of longevity. So this is what I discovered. So I, started, I got on Google Scholar, and I started reading all these different studies. And I wanted to crack the code on longevity and calorie restriction and fasting, and what was the connection, and what was being engaged or disengaged to this process. So I knew ketosis had something to do with it. You know, I mean, going to ketosis, well, what happens when we go into ketosis? Well, one of the things that happens when we go to ketosis is we activate what's called autophagy or autophagy, right? Now, autophagy is a process, <clears throat> a process where the cell, right? Imagine a cell like a sphere, like a ball, right? Inside the cell, you've got all this junk stuff, matter floating around inside, right?
0: Like toxins, all, what people it's call all,
1: it's all kinds of stuff. It's, it, it, yeah. that, it's, it's all kinds of it, 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 they're like half proteins, you name it, all kinds of stuff floating around inside. Mm-hmm. And if you don't clean the inside of the cell, eventually it will mutate. So how do you clean the inside of the cell? Is the question, right? So the process is called autophagy, and what happens is the life ly- is called a lysosome. It's like an inner bubble, like a balloon. That encapsulates the junk matter inside the cell and then incinerates it. You follow? It's like an incinerator yeah. inside the cell. So it cleans it from inside and then disintegrates it into nothing and recycles it, right? And that only
0: happens when there's no like, glucose in the blood to burn? Like It actually burns. It's like burning garbage for energy? Exactly. It, All right.
1: So you have to be in ketosis to trigger this process called autophagy. Exercise will activate it as well. So this is one of the, the mechanisms of longevity, is that you gotta you gotta keep those cells clean. You gotta get rid of them Yeah. Bone.
0: And a buildup of those cells is probably related to cancer, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, can, yeah. or, can, Well, okay. So the next the next component is is okay. So this is really cool. Um, the next component is called mTOR and it stands for mammalian target of rapamycin. Right it's kind of an odd name like mm-hmm. that mean, you know okay so this is really cool this is one of the coolest things ever and i just think it's just so fascinating and i and, and i really and i want to go there and visit sometimes so I, I believe it was in the 60s uh scientists were at on easter island and on easter island where they got the big heads right right they found a very mysterious substance in the soil in the soil they called rapamycin named after the island you know uh, the Rapanui, um, and they they noticed that it had antifungal properties, but they it, it didn't know quite what else what what it was, right? So one of the guys, and I forget his name, um, that was working with 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 the team there. They were shutting down the lab in in Toronto, and they had this stuff. And part of the instructions was to destroy everything that was in the lab, but he knew that this rapamycin stuff that there was something special about it. So he actually kind of he. He wasn't supposed to. He took it from the lab and, and, and stuffed it in the freezer and hid it at home, right? And why
0: were they destroying the lab?
1: Uh, I, I, I think they were just shutting, they were shutting it down, and, and so the instructors were to get rid of everything in the lab. Okay. Yeah. Well, he started playing around with the stuff, and one of the things that they found out is that it targeted a particular pathway in the body, which we call mammalian target of rapamycin, mTOR. Mm-hmm. Now, when this pathway is wide open... We get like bodybuilders, like huge muscles and all this and that. You know what I mean? Like just like, you know, we also get cancer. We also get diabetes. We get, It's basically when the growth pathway is wide open, right? Well, gotcha. we fast, we inhibit this pathway. We turn it off. So there's a couple of things that activate this pathway. Glucose activates it. Amino acids activates it. So therefore protein activates it. And uh, uh, insulin activates it. Anything that activates insulin activates the mTOR pathway, hmm. which means... MCT oil, right? You know the bulletproof coffee stuff. Everything right. you're activating insulin and therefore activating the mTOR pathway. When the pathway is open, you are rapidly aging, right? When the pathway is closed, you're basically aging at a very, very slow rate, right? So, I started thinking about it all this. Is, well, this is amazing. How could, are you know? In, are there any other things that we can basically uh, well, activate autophagy with, inhibit mTOR with? How can we make fasting easier and fun? How can we make fasting more accessible? You know, most people won't go three hours without whining about being hungry.
0: Right, or hangry. It's like their excuse for being a pain in the butt. (laughs) I didn't eat for like three hours. Ridiculous, right?
1: I go 22 hours every day. I don't even eat. Mm -hmm. I eat zero calories until seven o'clock at night. This is basically just coffee, a splash of cream, the blends, which we'll talk about, and I mean, I'm flying all day long. I got tons of energy. I'll go swim my laps in the morning. I mean, I'm bouncing off the walls. My mind's clear. So that's what I want. The third, the third component, the third uh, pillar of longevity is called MK. Now, all centenarians, without fail, have high MK levels in the body. MK is also activated when glucose is deprived. When there's a glucose deprivation. MK is like a backup energy source. So it, it's this other thing that kicks in. So in history, way back when, when we were running around. How do you spell that? MK? A-M-P-K. Okay. MK. Okay. Um, we want to activate AMPK. Now, exercise will activate MK. Um, but calorie restriction, uh, glucose protein deprivation will activate that. Aspirin activates it, well, uh, uh, willow, um, uh, berberine activates it, Uh, 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 tuberic, uh, curcumin activates it. Um, There's a couple of other, ginostemma, herb of immortality, hello, the very first thing we talked about activates AMK, right? So what I was slowly doing is putting all the pieces together to this puzzle, right? So I figured, here's another thing I learned reading these studies is that they were doing studies on mice, and they would feed them during a tiny window only, like like a one-hour block window. Yeah. And they found that it had nothing to do with how many calories they gave them in that window; that they hmm. still got the same longevity effects. Which means it has something to do with the, with the time. You know what I mean? So I started thinking, well, that, God, well, that's great because if we, I, if I could develop a system where. It's kind of, and here's where I was looking at it, which is easier, cleaning up your dishes after you get done eating, put it in the dishwasher and boom, you're done, Kitchen stays clean, or waiting until all the dishes are piling up, there's flies and roaches, shit all over the, you know, and then going to clean your kitchen. Right. It makes a lot more sense to basically just daily do stuff, to, you know, to keep on the right path, you know what I mean? So how can we have all the fun of fasting with all the fun of feasting as well, and get the best of both worlds, day by day by day, that's what I wanted. How can we get rid of the anxiety, the depression, the low energy, all this and that? So this now leads to the blend. So then I started basically researching all these different tonic herbs from all over the world. And I just started assembling this massive database. That one's badass. That one's badass. That one's badass. It was just like, whoa! It's like, it's like, wow! What has anybody put these all together in one? You know what I mean? Because you don't need much of these herbs, and I realized that what the herbs were doing was activating AMPK. So it's not like a caffeine buzz you get from these herbs. It's that AMPK being activated, and it has like this childlike kind of glee, kind of like happy, excited, enthusiastic feel to it, right? And that's the way we're supposed to feel naturally. You know, remember when we were kids, right? You know, we're three, four, five years old. We're jumping out of bed, right? We're going to go play with our toys, we're our big wheel. You know, it's like, and then as we get older, it's like the gloom starts setting in. You know what I mean? And we start feeling less and less energy. We start doubting ourselves. We start being a more unsure. We're not thinking, thinking as clearly, right? So I want to tap back into that childlike kind of exuberance again, right? And I think that's our natural state, right? And there's herbs. I mean, reishi, ginseng, gynostemma, astragalus, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so I created eventually the first prototype, which I called the Interstellar Blend. And then people started asking me, "Yo, Gab, you look great, man. You got good energy. You're always upbeat, man. What do you do, man?" I said, "Well, I fast daily, and I take these herbs. I call the Interstellar Blend." And I said. He said, well, can I buy some? I said sure I'll sell you some yeah. you know, so I started selling a kilo at a time to just friends and they start telling their friends I said well shit You know, I, at the time I was still uh, I, I, the band was on hiatus and I was I was brokering exotic cars kind of like Bentleys, Ferraris, all that kind of stuff not really enjoying it, it's kind of like you're just selling some rich dude's car and he does not really give a damn one way or the other and if he cut you out of the deal he would very ungratifying business but it was good money and it was basically making things happen so I, I I said, well, shoot, maybe I should start a little website. So I made my own little rinky-dink website. There's nothing There's nothing extravagant. I, I I learned web design. I, I, I still have tons to learn, and I've hired people. Yeah. But at the time, it was just basic, and I just started selling cues over, like, 300 a pop, you know? And the band went on another tour in 2015, and we were making tea and passing out to the people uh, when they get on the bus, and they were loving this and that. Well, the supplier that I had at the time... I felt was kind of dropping the ball a little bit. and wasn't basically delivering leg. anything I'm going to do. I'm going to do the best of my ability. I'm going to give you my absolute best. Or I'm not going to waste my time doing it. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to work with somebody, I want to make sure that they're bringing to the table the exact level of expertise, attention, detail, professionalism. You know what I mean? So I, there were people saying, you uh, know, it's not as strong as the last batch I got, or it didn't, you know. So I, said, what's up, man? We've got some issues. With this. I mean, so I got back off that tour. No, actually, we're still on that tour, and I started looking into other suppliers from all over the world. And my one criteria was, I don't care what the price is. I want to make sure that you are sending me the absolute best, highest grade of these herbs possible. Period. Period. I want the Rolls Royce of blends. And that was it. I said, and so I tested a whole bunch of stuff. Some of it was just bullshit. Some were like, "Whoa, okay, this is a good one. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Definitely that. One, no, not that, that. Yes, that's good." And it was basically just trial and error, trial and error. And so the original blend was a twenty-to-one strength. That means it takes twenty kilos to make one kilo, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted, and then you get—you always have that one customer, right? They're like, "I don't feel okay. Take take a couple teaspoons of it. You know what I mean?" So. I created a 50-to-1 version of it, which I called Supernova. And Supernova, I, I, it's, it's plenty for me. I like Supernova. I think it's fantastic. And then uh, there were still those people that wanted an even stronger version. I am like, all right, you know, okay, you asked for it. I'll pull out all the stuff. So I created a 200-to-1 version. 200 kilos, like yeah. one kilo. I mean, this stuff is like rocket. It's like, I mean, I can't, I can't even do this stuff because it, it's almost like I'm just like bouncing off the walls. Now, that one I called Nebula. And I, and I wasn't even really going to release it to the public because I felt like people would get in trouble with this stuff because it kind of makes you it, – it, it it makes you like zero tolerance for bullshit, you know what I mean? And hmm. it, you, you need to be able to communicate, and, you know what I mean? You don't want to be a steamroller. It almost kind of turns you into like this uh, – whether it's boosted testosterone levels or whatever it is. But the women – believe yeah, It's interesting
0: you say that because – I was wondering if the herbs were working for a lot of the month because I wasn't necessarily feeling like playful or happy or that kind of positive. I was kind of like actually kind of getting irritable. And I realized in this last week, like, because I cut out a lot of things in my life in this last month, it's almost like I had like a a psychological autophagy uh, because like, I just couldn't do certain things that weren't in alignment with me. I just like, I cut off like certain business relationships. It's very, it's very strange. Like I took like, I, I, my tolerance for stuff that I didn't like was nothing. And I kind of thought I was doing it wrong. I thought the, I thought everything was backwards for a little bit.
1: That could be Nebula. So I think I sent you. Well, I sent you. I, I, uh, I sent you Thunder P. I sent you Nebula. Yeah. Pollen, I sent you some matcha. some she legit? Yeah, I have it all right here. And, yep. and uh, Trinity. All right. So, yeah. so that was the first. That was the first round. So basically, what we had, what we created thus far is, uh, interstellar blend, the original twenty to one. Supernova, which is a fifty to one version of it, and then Nebula, which is a two hundred to one version of it. Now the women love it. Now here's where I, what I would describe to work. the type of individual that has a hard time being assertive and standing up for themselves that everybody steamrolls. You know what I mean? And if they have a hard time setting their boundaries. That's Nebula. Nebula will nobody will be nobody will be bullying anybody on nebula you know if a person has a hard time saying hey that's not acceptable no i'm not going to tolerate that that kind of thing that's a perfect nebula i I don't have a problem asserting myself so if i if i do nebula it's almost like too much you know what i mean so now taking that into context there were people asking me do you have anything for weight loss you know what i mean do you have anything for basically lowering blood sugars and that so the second blend that i created i called Thermal short for thermogenesis for burning fat and this and that, so mm-hmm. I, I researched everything I could possibly come up with as far as insulin mimetics, being it works like insulin but is not insulin, uh, in, in regards to lowering blood sugar. So part of what's going on with the fasting is that you're lowering your blood sugar. Ideally, you want to keep your blood sugar like around between eighty and ninety is perfect, right? You're you're, you're becoming free. And, di- and full bone diabetic when you're like 150 and above, you know, actually 130 and above. So when you wake up in the morning and you check your, your blood sugar in the morning, your fasted blood sugar, it should ideally be under 100, ideally. You know what I mean? And that's 100 what, like? Your glucose, your glucose levels. Okay. okay so you, you prick your finger and you test it, right? So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> insulin ages, right? So in, in the old days, uh, you know, they would be giving people insulin to deal with the diabetes and maybe having all kinds of problems, other problems, other cardiovascular problems, right? So um, we want to naturally keep the blood sugar low, keep it as close to, you know, under 100 as possible. So that was thermal, right? Now, at this stage of the game, uh, and, I'm, uh, and I'm still off, off tour with the band, this and, that, um, and, and, and I've got all this time to research, I still don't feel that I had cracked the code with the anxiety-depression element, Right. The original was good in regards to being more energized, being more physical, more strong, more robust, more um, more power, more endurance, but it did not crack the code in regards to anxiety and depression. So that was the one that I wanted, that was the one I I wanted to, to, to figure out, you know what I mean? Because we got an epidemic of people on Prozac, on Xanax, on Paxil, you name it, they everybody's drugged up on something because
0: they're to Were you still getting depressed around this time?
1: Um, I wasn't getting depressed, but I was still having that gnawing sensation. You know what I mean? It, it, to me, I, it's so foreign to me now that it, if it if I feel it, it's like, oh, that's right. I remember what this used to feel like. Like it's so foreign to me now because I'm always in a peak state, right? So I, I thought about it. And the original blend was only 28 herbs, thermal was 45. And I said, Well, what happens if I pull out all the stops and put everything that I know of in one at this juncture in time? And it ended up being 78 herbs that I put in uh, Trinity. And I, I call it Trinity. Yep, yep, that's it. Trinity for mind, body, spirit harmonization. I wanted to integrate the spiritual aspect with the mental aspect with the physical aspect. I wanted to be all three synergistically in harmony. And I remember the first time that I, I, I got, I got the prototype of, of the training where I was playing around with different ratios and stuff. And I, I, I took some and I was walking around in this big field out in the back of the house, <clears throat> just observing the effects and I was like, oof this stuff is strong like whoa i don't i don't know if i should believe this stuff is pretty damn strong you know like it was like the original version of trinity was very very strong and it was almost like i I don't want to say psychedelic but it was like almost like it was tapping into something magical it was tapping into a magical state but i did you didn't feel you didn't feel drugged or, or or incapacitated or intoxicated you just felt like you were tapping into some like childlike exuberant nature you know i mean that playfulness that that excitement for life again you know and there was no there was no melancholy there was zero anxiety i think and i and i I was thinking i said i i I think i think i'm onto something i think this might be the one you know what i mean so it went through various different batches until i finally had it absolutely perfect but this stuff is incredible if you're a person that's suffering from uh anxiety or depression it takes about four days to kick in and it's almost like i remember back in the days um when I, when i was you know battling it and this and that and i went through some real real dark dark phase when i was i'll, I'll, I'll be 44 in a month but when, when i was in my 20s i partied you know what i mean and i did some experimentation with various different things and to me it was more of an exploration of consciousness not to try and escape or get high you know what i mean but when you open up certain doorways you you can potentially let things in per se that you may not know how to get rid of or or you know what i mean it's like once you once you kind of pull back the veil you're now operating in a in a, in a different plane you follow so yeah um i think that in in some regards a lot of the depression and anxiety and the psychological uh m- mental problems has to do with drugs with people um Toying with things that they that they shouldn't be and and really not knowing the mechanics of the brain, you know what I mean, and 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 the side effects and you know everything that that, that goes when you start tinkering around with stuff upstairs, you don't know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, so like for instance, cocaine, for instance, is a uh, triple uptake inhibitor, right? So it's not just serotonin, it's not just dopamine, but it's also norepinephrine right so now we have people you know you know they tell people now like like prozac is a a ssri right so they tell people don't just stop taking it right because you stop taking it it's like your brain's been used to running on this and you can have like a a, a psychic free like a a psychological breakdown right well can you imagine why cocaine is so addictive and why it's such because you've been activating all three of these major neurotransmitters in your brain right and all of a sudden getting rid of it and it's like your brain's just a lot you know and so you have like this deep crash well, they have triple triple uptake uh, antidepressants on the market right now, so can you imagine trying to come off one of these after your brain's been used to you know what I mean so i, I didn't want to mess you know with any of that kind of garbage you know what I mean there's got to be a way to naturally tap into our higher state, our happy selves without these drastic mind altering chemicals you know where you know i i, I when I was younger uh 10, 10, Ten something years ago when my mother passed away, I went through a real dark phase and and I, I was really, really depressed. Uh, I was fighting it, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and I started to kind of like think how Kurt Cobain and some of these people could kind of do what they do, right? Because... They just get tired of it. It's like, it's like, and I ain't going down that fucking, I ain't going, I'm not going down there again, sorry. This, I'm, done, I'm done, I'm done fucking this. And so they basically give up because they don't want to go through it. And I and I started to kind of like, you know, I kind of made see how they get so frustrated and fed up with going down this this high to this low, this high to this low thing, that they just give up and do something drastic just to stop the pain, stop the darkness, right? So I, she, my sister says, well, you know, go talk to somebody if you need to, you know, go talk to somebody and go talk to a naturopathic doctor. And, you know, maybe they can give you something to help. Yeah. You, you know, we were all struggling when our mom passed. Uh, that was, that was pretty tough. My mother passed away, uh, at 54 years old. Um, and she had been going to the doctors because, um, something wasn't right in her heart. Uh, something in this area wasn't right. She sensed that something wasn't right. And she goes to the doctors and they put on a freaking antidepressant. Like, what, is it, what does that have to do with right here? And I think it's all in her head. It's all you know, upstairs, right? No, there's definitely something not right. So she goes against the second thing, and the second doctor puts her on another antidepressant. Okay, so one pill was missing out of that second antidepressant that they put her on the day she dies. She's across the room talking to my stepfather, and mid-sentence hits the floor, and massive heart attack she wasn't overweight um there, there were aside from uh, what sensing that something wasn't quite right she was in perfect health um massive heart attack um my stepfather calls me panic. he says son um uh <clears throat> give me choke up talking about but he says son get on your knees and pray right now your mother just had a major heart attack she's unconscious the ambulance on the way to the, to the house uh, I'm like, whoa, you know, like, whoa, that phone call was kind of like, you know, like, you know, so I just basically put on my running shoes and I, I'm living in Asheville, North Carolina. I started bolting up the mountain. i just, I just got to move. I'm just like running. I'm just like thinking and running and I'm just, and I get to the top of the mountain and I get this sensation that she's like, I just, it's like, I don't know, I can see it or feel something. And, and I'm looking at like the silhouette of the clouds and this fog <laughs> and, and I knew she had she crossed, you know, and uh <clears throat> You know, so I I get back to the house and, uh, you know, that was that was tough. And it got me thinking, do these doctors actually know what they're talking about? Do they actually know what the hell they're doing? You know what I mean? She, we later find out that she has an enlarged heart. This is a very treatable, easy thing to fix, right? An enlarged heart is treatable. There's medications and things that we do to fix this. You don't put them on a freaking antidepressant to deal with an enlarged heart. This is stupidity. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And you think no. the the antidepressant caused the heart attack, I, that one pill?
1: I, I got to be careful what I say. And that's why I'm not, so not going to name what they were because gotcha. they are very insulated with lawyers. You know what I mean? And they are through you hard. And I'm not, you know, Big Pharma is like the lion. I'm not interested in poking the lion. You know what I mean? I mean, right. <laughs> doing their thing. I'm interested in helping people naturally my way. I don't have to be the big swinging dick on the block. I'm not interested in, in cutting into their problems or whatever. I got. To me, every person that messaged me says gab you've changed my life i I haven't i I don't feel depression i don't feel any anxiety i feel like my natural self again every person that's why i do it you know but you know during that phase of my life this was you know 10 something years ago um i i I was still battling with with my darkness and and then on top of that you know my mother's lost so i go to see somebody and you know, in a matter of, like, uh, what, 20 minutes uh, in some test, he, he determines that I'm bipolar or some, you know, bipolar. And I'm like, that easily, wow. So easily, they they, they can uh, come up with a name for you and, and a pill to fix it. So they put me on this stuff called the Methyl. Now, this stuff now, this stuff comes with a black warning on the box, meaning it may cause suicidal. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm coming to you because I'm wanting to like some upliftment and you're giving me a pill that could potentially cause suicidal you know it's so ridiculous i I felt good for about three weeks to a month but i felt kind of like an artificial good i kind of felt like a zombie kind of like like a a a uh, like like like, i don't feel good i don't feel bad i just kind of just don't feel anything you know what i mean like this is like existing so I, I said, yeah, I don't really want to take this shit. You know, I, I, this isn't the answer. So I, I started to try and wean off this stuff, man. I felt like I was losing my freaking mind. I felt like, you know, like literally like my sense of reality, my sense of, uh, my sense of sanity was like attached to this pill now. You know what I mean? So I'm start, like slowly starting to come, come off it. And every time I start trying to come off it, it's like, it's like, I, I feel like I'm kind of going insane. Hmm.
0: So you like oh, going through withdrawal over this antidepressant? Yeah,
1: you feel like you're going crazy. You mm-hmm. feel like you feel like you feel like you you feel like you're going crazy, and that everybody can tell that you're going kind of crazy. Like this whole paranoia this like really bizarre, just like it's just like the craziest thing ever. And I was like, man, if I if I get off this thing, I'm never <clears throat> ever ever touching this crap ever again. And um, yeah, that's like like 10 something years ago. But I am grateful that I was able to experience that because there are millions of people out there right now who know exactly what I'm talking about. They went to a doctor to deal with their depression, deal with their anxiety. The doctor puts them on this pill. Now they can't get off the pill. Right, right. I, I, I've known, like, a, there was a guy who was doing some welding on the bus. The guy literally travels around with a, with a big stash of Xanax because if he gets called out on a job somewhere and he runs out of his Xanax, he's going to have a psychological meltdown because his brain is now uh, used to basically running on that Xanax to deal with his anxiety—the GABA receptors in his brain, you know. So it's almost like uh, these people are being—they're—they're uh, uh, they're becoming drug addicts in a sense you know what i mean through through the pharmaceutical industry you know what i mean and it's a fucking it's a scary place to be when your god is this pill your sense of self is this pill your sense of reality is this pill It's a very scary place to be what happens when you lose your your pills or something you know what i mean and and you still got to deal with reality this is a very frightening thing so I, I take zero anything, I take zero anything. I'll take an aspirin, because aspirin activates the AMPK, that's it, I, I, herbs, I fast every day, I take zero pills, I'm healthy as an ox, I feel amazing all the time, I'm never down, I'm never depressed, I'm always upbeat, you know? I think that it's possible to be totally healthy if we incorporate everything that we're talking about thus far. We incorporate the fasting, right? To activate the AMPK, to inhibit the mTOR, and to activate the autophagy as well, the autophagy, right, to clean out the cells. We do this daily, and then at the 22-hour mark, we can go out and have a nice nice feast and be social. I'll have a glass of wine sometime, I might even have a margarita, I might have a shot of tequila, whatever, like, we can have the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, I really love looking forward to dinner. dinner.
1: Yeah, right? So what I do every night, I make it I make it, I make it, a, I make it an, a, a gorgeous feast, you know what I mean? Now, I, I don't go over the top, and I'll, I'll have some key lime pie or this and that sometime, but I, I want to enjoy the sensual pleasures of food. Uh, I, I love the rotten dine, and I love the social in, in, in interaction as well. Do you ever notice sometimes when somebody's health nuts, they're so extremists that it, they're, they're just like they're they're just they're, they're like crazy people. They're so extreme, you know what I mean? And I think that we can be totally balanced, totally social, totally sane, and not like these extremists where they basically uh they're hiding off in the mountain or off in a cave where they can't be around anybody because they don't want to be contaminated by other people's right. energy. I'm like, wait a second. You should be strong enough on your own that you can be around anybody anywhere. and Nobody's penetrating your energetic field nobody's toying with your emotions you are in total control of your emotions and and that's where i i I honestly feel these herbs help you tap the herbs with the fasting it's not just the herbs it's it's everything tied together it's the whole thing Uh, exercising daily as well i absolutely important exercising you get to a place where, you know, I hear people talk about, empaths talk about this a lot, you know, where, oh, I can't go there. There's there's so many people. I can't take the energy. And I'm like, that's, that's nonsense. Because when you are firing on all cylinders, when you are tapped into the real you, when you are in the fearless you, you can be anywhere. And like I said, nobody's emotions are getting inside. You know what I mean? You are in total control of your emotional state. And that is what I eventually was able to achieve everything that I was looking for, not only achieving myself, but duplicate in other people. So when I get people you know, messaging me after about two weeks on, on the herbs, um, and you got to play with the doses a little bit to figure out what is right for, for, for you. But, you know, I, I've had people say, I've struggled with panic attacks for 20 years. I've been taking Trinity for a week and I haven't had one panic attack. That is awesome. That is why I do it. That's what gets me so excited. I don't care about the money. I don't, And I don't normally do any of these kind of um, videos because it's, I don't necessarily really want to make it about me. You know what I mean? I want the herbs to speak for themselves. I want the knowledge to speak for itself. You know, I'm not interested in being any kind of self-help guru or any of that kind of like ego crap. You know what I mean? I enjoy seeing other people happy. I enjoy seeing people that have been struggling with a particular uh, uh, mental state or emotional state their whole lives finally break through that and tap into that inner child again. You know what I mean? That is that is just gets me so excited. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. And every person that I do that is like, mom, for you, that was for you, mom. One more for you. So, Losing my mother and everything that 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 the past that came out of that led to this beautiful thing. Now that's helping all these people across the world. We got Interstellar Australia now. We got Interstellar UK, Interstellar Scotland, Interstellar South Africa, um, and that's beautiful, man. And I'm really proud of that. You know what I mean? And uh, and I want to just the, the, there's people that feel. Here's an example. Here's here's a really cool example. Um, and and, and I, don't, I don't want to name any names or anything like that. Or but uh, but the, the the people that helped me with um, the the artwork, right? Um, he, he calls me up one day. And he says he says, uh, "Gab, uh, my wife's been really bad. She's been really depressed. She's been really battling, and 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 she finally went to the doctor, Dr. Porter-Pozak. <clears throat> I really want to take in that stuff you know do you have anything that i said oh, try the trinity she starts taking the trinity and she's feeling okay pretty good on the prozac but now she's feeling really amazing with the prozac and the trinity he's like yeah she's really feeling good now well she runs out of the trinity and she starts feeling like crap again right and she's like feeling okay. she and so jimmy said well he starts blowing me up right and saying yeah, uh, need some more of that Trinity. It was working, you know what I mean. So we eventually were able to get her off the Prozac, and then just the Trinity. And no, no, no depression, no anxiety, no feeling like crap. That's what we want. That's what we want to duplicate. I, I, I would, if I, if I could duplicate that across the world, where you know, here's the thing: the reason why people are mean to one another, why we have all this fighting. And all this anger and animosity because people walk around feeling like crap. Yeah. When you feel good, when you feel happy, we're friendly to one another. We're nice. We walk around, we're walking. We're high five each other, shaking hands. Hey, what's up, man? We're happy, you know.
0: Yeah. So, you really don't need rules or laws when people are happy because people uh, only are cruel to each other when they're not happy.
1: Yeah. So that's what you know. That's what it's all about. Is 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 how can we make the world a happier, healthier place? Because if, when we achieve that. People naturally treat each other good, you know? But the problem is right now, people are, they're they're walking around, you know, feeling like garbage, you know, day by day, like, you know, oh God, another day, how are you doing? Oh, same one day, same one shit. People ask me, oh man, I'm awesome, I feel great. I'm blessed, it's another day above ground, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know? Now, I also want to tie this into a positive mental state as well. Bruce Lee had a thing that he did <clears throat> any negative state or any negative, whatever chatter in his mind, he'd write it down mentally uh, in, in on a piece of paper, crumbling up and I burn it or something like that. You know what I mean? So we want to be now when, when, a, when you're dealing with a depressed person and you tell them, Hey, just think positive. <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Now that is part of, that is part of the answer. But just telling a depressed person just to be positive is is not enough to get the job done because the physiology is messed up, right? So we got to get the physiology working straight too. But now, if you get the physiology working right, but you're still thinking negative, it's kind of like you're basically, it's like you got your foot on the brakes while you're pushing on the gas at the same time, right? So what we want, ideally, is we want to basically change the physiology so that all the energetic pathways are, are wide open, right? And everything's feeling feeling good physically right and combine that with the mental state of positivity the optimistic state the i can and will attitude none of this defeatist uh whiny uh victim crap you know what i mean like i i I don't even like i'm allergic to it when when i when i when i'm hanging out with somebody and they're whining about it's like I'm, i'm like okay uh do you have any solutions do we have any action oriented type of Ideas we can implement because whining about it is not going to change the flat tire. You know, pop it open the trunk, getting out the jack. You know what I mean? That's how we change the flat tire. Just sitting there whining about it, being upset about it, doesn't fix anything. <clears throat> so I'm a big, I'm, 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 I'm a big believer in uh, choose your company wisely. You know what I mean? Surround yourself with winners, people that are positive, upbeat. Go in places coming up with ideas instead of like pointing out all the problems and the, the negativity, you know what I mean? And that would be, I, I guess that would, that would be kind of along the lines of the mental slash spiritual component, right? Which is asserting our will. We make a choice to be negative or we make a choice to be positive. One, one, we, we're deciding all the time whether this is half full or half empty, right? Why not choose the bright side all the time? No matter what is going on right now, It doesn't matter how catastrophic it it is. There's still something to be happy, something to be thankful for. You know what I mean?
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please go to iTunes and rate the show. I greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to attend future episodes of our live recordings of the podcast, you can go to crowdcast.io slash Rwando. Follow me and you'll see all the upcoming episodes and guests. See you next time.